Multicolored lights and sounds A world of adventure and heroes galore It's truly outrageous when we yell Thundercats ho Autobots roll out and yell Yo-Jo Four feet and legs and do the Mario Get into a Care Bear stare and go-go gadget ears Excuse me princess, it's time for Totally Radical, Totally Radical, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast! Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. We are the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious insanity there is. My name is Randy, I am your host on this journey. And of course, as always, I am joined by my co-host and my good friend, Phil. Phil, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm out here staying safe, you know, all things considered. I hope you guys are staying safe from that airborne dookie out there. So let's do it. Oh, man, we've got an episode for you today. Uh, but of course, before we get into the episode, I've got to let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content. Look us up on social media, uh, Facebook, you can look up Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. Oh, and Phil, today we're going back to the world of man and machine power extreme. <laughs> oh boy, these Centurion episodes. Oh, dude, Centurions is just kind of a crazy concept in and of itself. But this is like, oh, dude, all sorts of crazy stuff. There's like gear and armor and all sorts of crazy stuff. And just oh, yeah. everything did... that childhood me absolutely loved in his cartoons. Man, seriously, because they did a lot in this episode. Dude, this was kind of like a balls to the wall episode. Oh, yeah. So, first we start out with our heroes on a boat. We're on a boat. We're on a motherfucking <laughs> boat now. Uh, so, basically, the Centurions are pulling guard duty as a weather control device is being transported to New York City so it can be closer to their headquarters. Interesting, right? Uh, this device is called the Weathermaster. People have been talking about that for a while now. Nice little conspiracy episode. Right? Like weather control, huh? Weather control devices. Um, We've already encountered several of them on this uh, podcast so far. Oh, yeah. Man, we haven't even gotten to, like, like the multi-parter G.I. Joes that involve weather control. I'm sure we're going to get there. Oh, that'll be an episode because that's a five-parter, I believe. Oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, weather control is quite the common 80s trope here. Uh, But not all of our Centurions are handling uh, this boat trip very well. Jake is getting seasick. Oh, yeah. Because he is guy the, Jake. <laughs> the land operation specialist of the group. Apparently has no sea legs about him. Oh, no. So our 
Navy guys who are running the ship, they see a blip on the radar. Is that a tornado? It's a tornado. Uh-huh. Guess where it came from. And we conveniently cut to Doc Terror, our uh, just insane psycho villain of this series. Yeah, he's like, he, he's, he reminds me of a human Krang. Oh, jeez. <laughs> dude, he is. He's ugly. Like, he can be ruthless, though, dude. Oh, yeah, he can. Like, so apparently he has a little device of his own. Well, or at least the um, idiot he's conned into being part of his plan does. Oh, yeah. Yes, this scientist has a tornado control helmet. But right now it's only a small scale thing. He can basically control like one tornado at a time. But with the aid of the Weathermaster, it will actually complete the device and make it insanely more powerful. <clears throat> wonder what the uh, side effects could be. Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> Man. Bro. Oh, this episode is just gonna... It's gonna yeah. spiral out of control. Oh, yeah, real quick. Quite much literally, like the tor- actually. Much like <laughs> the tornadoes that we're going to encounter in this episode. This episode, I can, I can say it was pretty interesting. It was pretty enjoyable. So, yeah, we go back to the uh, boat. And our heroes are kind of realizing that this tornado is following them. So our heroes call out to Sky Vault, and they get their armors. So Ace McCloud, our air operations specialist, pretty much dies straight for the hurricane. But it, like, this hurricane, like, literally bitch slaps him. Yeah. Like, I don't know how powerful this helmet was, but this was a strong-ass tornado. Yeah. And his armor is the one that's, like, meant for air things so like he theoretically should be able to handle a tornado not so much in this one yeah no the the tornado basically bitch slaps him which one fired like a a lightning bolt and it fired it right back at him oh i don't remember might have been jake okay because i know he he tends to have the jake's armor tends to have the most guns He shot that shit at the tornado, and the tornado shot it right back at him. You know, so Jake and Max both armor up, and they get, like, caught in the tornado. Mm Mm-hmm. So, they're gonna need some help. Yeah, so they are not doing very well. So, at this point, Hacker shows up. We see so many of these guys gear up. It was pretty cool. Bruh. And whereas Doc Terror might be one of the most sociopathic villains we've seen in an 80s cartoon, Hacker is the ugliest. <laughs> Evil John Candy. Bruh. God rest his soul. But oh my God, I laughed. I was like, is that John Candy? All right. I mean, at least he's not as stupid as some of these villains. Oh, no, he was just nuts. You know, like, oh, dude, like those villains from uh, fan or er, 
Bionic 6, man, those villains are ugly and stupid at the same time. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least Hacker has the um, the saving grace of not being st- as stupid. Um, so, yeah, he gets on the boat, grabs the Weathermaster, and he's hauling ass with it. Oh, yeah, they snatched that up real quick. That's one thing I could say they're good at doing is if they want something, they get it. Mm-hmm. So Ace gets up, and he you know, he finally wakes up from being bitch-slapped by a tornado. <laughs> uh, so he saves the team, and they have a a choice to make. They can go after Hacker and try to get the Weather Master, but, well... Unfortunately, we have a little bit of a problem. The freighter is sinking. So somebody needs to save the freighter crew. Gear up. Yep. So they're like, (laughs) all right, well, we got to save these guys. So they do. They save the the freighter crew, and Doc Terra now has the Weathermaster. So, yep. Uh, so they get to the port where they were eventually going, and they are met up by a Dr. Isabel Trask, who is actually the designer of the Weathermaster. And a hot redhead. Uh-huh. And apparently she's it's had... a theme. <laughs> There's a right. theme back then. Uh-huh. These hot redhead scientists. And apparently she's had a... A previous history with one Max Ray. Mm-hmm. Which she openly admits. Bow, chicka, bow, wow, bow, wow. <laughs> Just assuming. Uh, so we also learned that there is another person that was involved with creating the the Weathermaster. A man by the name of Stephen Storm. And so we get some backstory on him and this dude is crazy AF to start with. Yeah, this is the John Candy guy I was talking about. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he, uh, whew. He a little mad. But in <laughs> basically mad. along the way of working on the weather control, this weather master, he invents the tornado helmet. And it's basically he as most of our 80s villains do, violates modern OSHA safety laws. Uh, Yeah, people shouldn't do that so much, and there's a good reason for it. Uh, So basically, he put the the tornado helmet on when it probably wasn't completely finished and field tested. That human testing thing? Yeah. That 80s cartoons love to do? Come with me, and you'll be... (laughs) In a world of OSHA violations. Oh, what was the cartoon where the dude went blind and basically became this blind, vengeful ninja dude? Oh, that Bionic 6 episode we did earlier? Yeah, that's what it was, the Bionic 6 episode. Yeah. He basically blinded himself and blamed everyone else. Yeah. So this guy, he puts on the the tornado helmet, and it basically short-circuits out, and it literally fries his brain. Drives him pretty nuts. Uh huh. So at this point, uh, Doc Terror, of course, learns about it and recruits him. He's like, someone else crazy? Excellent. Yep. 
<sighs> so our heroes are basically trying to figure out where to go to find this guy. And I believe it's Max. Or one of them says, you know, they're probably hiding in a warehouse somewhere on the Jersey Shore. Ah. <laughs> it's oddly specific, but... And yet somehow that's exactly where they end up being, is a warehouse on the Jersey Shore. Yep. And somehow in here, and of course we have to have our uh, damsel in distress moment, because the good doctor gets herself captured. As they always do. But as they're snooping around, apparently they were ready, because... Hacker is waiting, pretty much. And he catches Max by surprise. That's the um, that's the weird part about these cartoons. Weird in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes they're just overly prepared, but they're so prepared that they just still... They can compete with each other like that. Although, in that sense, the kind of question I have here is... Why was Max basically going alone? That is a good question. And why wasn't he in his armor? Yeah, he was in like a suit. Yeah, like... He looked like Hagar from freaking Final Fight. (laughs) Like, he wasn't wearing like, you know, like the base armor that the, you know, the base suit that the armor piece is attached to. Yeah, he was in like a track suit. Yeah, it was like, um, I mean, I mean, he's got a good pace about him. He, he kept that run going. I mean, it's possible that, that the suit could have been under the track suit. Yeah, true. Which I think it, but, which basically what happens later in the episode. But, you know, it does not look like he was prepared at all for this. Oh, no. He was basically just hauling ass the whole time. Because it's not like he's... You know, hiding an identity or anything. Nope. I mean, Doc Terror knows who the Centurions are. I mean, they introduce themselves on all their missions by their real names. Which, don't you think that would cause a lot of compromise with their families? Hmm. Right? You know, I don't remember an episode like that. Which would have been a, a great story, though. Yeah, it was like, oh, if I can't go after you, I'll go after your family. He's that evil. Dude. That he I, would do that. I'm sure Doc Terra would, man. That just sounds something like right up his alley. Yeah. Hell, even Cobra did that. That they did. Ooh. Oh, Cobra is all about, man, their psychological warfare is ridiculous. Uh-huh. So yeah, like um, <laughs> so Max actually tries to call out to Sky Vault, but Hacker like blasts his wrist communicator, which bravo for Hacker, dude. That was yeah. I was gonna say that was clever. He's like, uh, no. And then <laughs> he he, he nah, calls man. out the dog. Then he basically calls out the dogs. He seeks like. All the terrorizers out on him. And he actually says to get him dead or alive. Oh, yeah. Like, he didn't care what... He did not care. He screamed it out. He was ready, man. Dude. 
That freaking arm, though. Right? <laughs> Jeez. Like, it doesn't bend, it just spins. And so as the chase ensues, uh, so we actually learn why uh, Isabel was captured. Storm wanted, wants her there to watch. As he basically, like, finishes the device and, you know, tries to be evil. Yeah, he's pretty nuts. So he's probably got a thing for her. I'm sure he does. He's got that Napoleon power complex going on. I want you to watch me make them suffer and do your work for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, you know, they have the weather master. The device is basically completed. Now they need a target to basically give a demonstration and kind of test this thing out. And he's going back and forth with Doc Terror. And Doc's like, I want it aimed at the Centurion's headquarters in New York. Uh, and Storm's like, well, I don't exactly know where that is. Yeah. So Doc Terror basically said, you know what? Fuck it. Destroy the entire city. <laughs> That's some evil shit. <laughs> <laughs> he does, man. Seriously, dude. He's like, just just kill them all. Like, this is the kind of villain that Doc Terror is, man. Like, every time we've seen him on this series, he's pretty much just going, like, straight for the top. Oh, yeah. It's like, any minor but... inconvenience he, he sees, it's just like, eh, screw it, just destroy everything. Exactly. He's just like, just destroy them all. So, oh... Uh... Okay. So I'm not gonna tell him no. Yeah. So Doctor Storm activates the device, and sometimes just these naming like really, the guy is named Doctor Storm. That you know has this <laughs> weather control device. It's like, it, was this was this guy it's just, just all a des- coincidence? Like this guy was just <laughs> destined to be like. A supervillain from, like, the time he was born, basically. Right. I'm going to name him Dr. Stall. He'll do great things. So, yeah, he activates the device. And at this point, Max actually enters the room. So he, you know, rescues the doctor. And then it just keeps getting crazier, dude. So... At this point, Max actually hotwires one of the traumatizers. It's like apparently there's like another kind that has like wheels and like a rolling oh, yeah, platform. That's right, I forgot about that part. So like he just like straight up hotwires one of them, and they're literally just driving away. Clever. Yeah. There's some clever characters in this show. Oh, jeez. So Storm creates, you know, his big tornado. And it's like a super tornado at this point, dude. Oh, yeah. And he is talking to it like it's a sentient being. <laughs> That's how he, you know they're nuts, man. He literally is screaming, unleash your wrath. <laughs> uh, that is classic villainy right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, teach them. 
So at this point, Max and Isabel make it out of the the base there. And Max has ditched his tracksuit, apparently. Because now he's in his uh, base armor suit, whatever it's called. But it's like, it's just there and like, um, like he was, it's like almost they're acting like he was wearing it the whole time. <laughs> right? Right. Like, uh, like, no, we saw you. It's like, why even bother wearing clothes over it? Once again, there's been nothing that ever indicates they've had to do espionage or keep the Centurion abilities a secret. Right, exactly. I wonder how much this armor weighs, man. Is it like carbon fut, like, you know, kind of like Batman suit armor? Or is it like very heavy? Because it looks heavy as shit. See, that's a great question. Because every time, like, there's in a battle... Or like when they're drawn walking, it never looks like they're having an issue with it. Right. So it's got to be some kind of lightweight armor. Of course, I imagine these guys are like physically in immense shape. Yeah, this is true. They've probably trained for this for God knows how long. So Right. <clears throat> and I'm sure some of the armors are probably fairly light. Just wonder what it's made out of, because it's pretty sturdy. He yeah. got shot with a lightning bolt, right? His own lightning bolt, mm. and he flew through a tornado. So, what I want to know at this point is, how does Max fix the wrist com? Like, did, did the guy just temporarily short it out, maybe, or I don't know. Like, I mean, there's a couple points where he's seen fiddling with it, but. I don't remember him using any tools. Yeah, I guess unless he's that he was, good. Unless he was using his fingers as like a screwdriver. <laughs> he looks very Hagarish, so he might be <laughs> able to do that. Uh, so at this point, the we see the tornado in its, all of its rage, and it's heading towards the Statue of Liberty. Uh, oh, so, yeah. So we have some nice tension here, so... Of course, what do we need to do? That's right, folks. It's commercial time. Dun, dun, uh, so we'll be back in just a moment, folks. See you soon, keys. The German Alps, where the Audi 4000 feels right at home. What's a Mazda 626 sports sedan doing here? Making a point of our outstanding value in a sports sedan. Because while the 626 offers the performance, luxury, and economy you expect in a refined road car, it offers it at a price you most certainly don't expect. The more you look at some of the finest sports sedans in the world, the more you like the 1982 Mazda 626. When you need a little lift, but you just can't take a break, chew Wrigley's Spearmint Gum. The cool, refreshing feeling of Wrigley's Spearmint Gum puts a little lift in everything you do. That nice, fresh flavor, that crisp, clean taste, that Wrigley's Spearmint Pickup is going for you. Wrigley's Spearmint Gum really keeps you humming. Wrigley's Spearmint Gum keeps you humming along. Wrigley's Spearmint Gum really keeps you humming. 16 million times a day, people everywhere enjoy a refreshing little lift chewing Wrigley Spearmint Gum, the cool, refreshing flavor that keeps you humming. It picks you up, it keeps you going, that Spearmint Dealing's coming through. 
the selection of jeans, all at 25% savings. Graduate to casual denim and western-style tough skins, all sizes for boys and girls, 25% off. Test the fit of Sears Action Blues Flex Jeans. They stretch with you in style for just $19.99 a pair. And smart guys wear denim and garment wash denim thumbs-up jeans, as well as denim and stretch denim Robux. For 25% off back-to-school jeans, you can count on Sears. All right, and we are back. Uh, as we come back, of course, our tornado has been heading towards the Statue of Liberty. We cut to the Centurion's headquarters, uh, where we see Jake, Ace, and Shadow, the dog of the team. They see they get the alert that's going on. They call Sky Vault because they need to be transported there and suited up at the same time. So it's like, wait. Of course. So you know everything's going crazy when when the dog has to jump in on the mission. Right. Like even the dog has like some basic armor. He's got like he's got like a little rocket packs that like straps around him. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like I appreciated that. I'm like, okay, they're getting the dog in on the action now. Even though he basically does like nothing. <laughs> it's like Oh, he's a battle support dog. Uh, <laughs> we we need an emotional support dog during our combat. Right, exactly. During like extreme combat, we need an emotional support dog. So we get Why like this a good job. Oof. Thank you. So we get like this scene where like there's like just a couple making out on a park bench. And then they just oh, see man. the tornado coming towards them. They don't do anything. They don't run. They don't even try to walk away. They just sit there and they're just like, duh, panic. Uh, New York is like that. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to New York. I lived there for a while. <laughs> it's like, ah, whatever. So Ace comes in in his flying armor and he keeps him away. He's like, all right. Get out of here. Oh, what did he... I believe he said stay behind the tornado or something like that. I think so. Yeah. It's like, basically just make sure you see it and it's like heading away from you. 
Uh, so at this point, Max f- has finally fixed his communicator. Miraculously. Yeah. So he gets an armor summoned. And he heads back into the the base. Where he basically s- destroys the Weathermaster. And has a confrontation with Hacker. Oh, Mr. Spinny Arm. Yeah. He's weird looking, man. Uh, and so, basically, like, Storm is, like, going crazy at this point. Like, he's communicating with Doc Terror again. And they're, like, having a shouting match at this point. He's like, no, it's my tornado. Yeah, you don't want to challenge Doc Terror like that. Yeah, he's, like, screaming at him, this is mine. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and Doc Terror's like... You don't do that to Doc Terror. Um, you work for me. Not anymore. (laughs) So... I'm I'm surprised Doc Terror didn't have, like, a a contingency plan for this guy. (laughs) Right. Dude. And actually, he does. He secretly communicates to, to a hacker... He's like, all right, time to take him out. Yeah, I'm going to submit one of the, um, ah, what are those what those machines called again? The traumatizers? Yeah, the traumatizers. Like, just pop him in the head as soon as he gets out of line. Mm-hmm. Bruh. So apparently, is the next best thing. So apparently Storm has, like, his own robot minions as he summons the Seabogs. Oh, that's right. So there's like a fight everywhere. Although this... Max comes in pretty quickly and just kind of takes them and the traumatizers out pretty damn quick. Yeah. I like the preparedness of um Dr. Storm though. Right? Like he was prepared, man. But as we see our Centurion team is very very prepared. They They somehow have contingencies for like so many different things it's like insane yeah that's why they're the heroes i guess but they, they really do even like I, I still don't know how max fix that freaking communicator right but he did with somehow no field tools all right you know <laughs> max t- takes care of all the robots pretty quickly and storm is just insane because now he's like he's shouting things like, I am the storm and the storm is me. Yeah, he he, he lost his shit. He was, he's, dude, he was done at that point. Oh, dude, this machine has like completely he's, fried his brain. Yeah, his brain is a pile of jelly right now. Yep. And so with his massive swinging robot arm, Hacker straight out knocks him out. <laughs> Surprise it didn't break his skull. Right? Yo, apparently whatever that helmet is made of is, like, some tough material, too. Yeah. So, yeah, Hacker grabs the helmet, and he goes to put it on. This is a dumb bastard. But Max, like, straight up, like, pulls it away from him. You don't want Hacker wearing that thing. Yeah, no. Ever. Yeah, no. 
They were like, yeah, we can't let this happen. So yeah, Max shoots it out of his hands. Like, I think he, like, pulls it with, like, a grappling hook or something. And then he pretty much just destroys it. Yeah. Well, there's a little problem with that, though. Um, the tornado is still growing in strength. Yeah, <laughs> about that. Like, it's the tornado had hit a point where, like, it's just exponentially growing. And, like, just even destroying the machine didn't, like, just knock it away. Nah, now there's really no way of controlling it right now. Well, there is. They have to go inside the tornado to destroy it. Again. But it's bigger this time. Yeah. So they literally got to go, like, twister on this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I think love- that's what happened. Like, in the movie Twister, like, they wanted to get, like, the data about the tornado. So they basically had to, like, go into the tornado to, like, release the... The yeah, weather those, ball things. Yeah, those little weather ball things. Did they twist the opposite way? I don't, it's been a while. Oh, I don't remember. Because I remember them, like, dumping all that stuff into the tornado. Right. So they basically had to get, like, super close to the tornado to, like, deploy those things. If not actually in the tornado itself. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Freaking movie. Yeah. So at this point, Max calls to Sky Vault so that they can, uh... So he can transport and join his team. At this point, they're like, sorry, Shadow. We're going to have to leave you behind on this one. It's like, where are you going to leave the dog? You're just going <laughs> right. to you're just going to leave him there in the streets die. of New York. It's like, well, he is a, <laughs> he is now a street dog. It's like you have become a stray. Yes. So yeah, they try to enter the tornado, and the tornado is basically fighting them now. It's basically, this tornado has almost become a sentient being. Maybe that's why he was screaming at it. And I think it did have, like, these, like, weird pink laser eye things. Oh yeah, it did. It did have two, like, weird pink laser eyes in the front. I forgot about that. Dude, this tornado is basically a sentient sentient. I have the tornado, and the tornado is me. Yeah. So, basically, they the Centurions go into the tornado, cause, and they fire off all the missiles. Like, like I'm pretty sure they all summon, like, their most power, like, their most weapon-loaded armors, and we're like, all right, we have to, like, do all of it at the same right. time. <laughs> it's basically blast this thing to hell. And, which is what they do. And guess what? The tornado is destroyed. They have won. By missiles. Yeah. And rays and stuff that the tornado should have thrown all across the city. But hey, 80s cartoons. Yeah. So, of course, Doc Terror is pissed that his plans have been foiled once again. As is the, uh, the standard for your 80s villains. The day was saved. The enemy is pissed. Oh, yep. We get to wonder what evil plan he will have next time. Who's going to want to kill next time? So we go back to the uh, the Centurion's headquarters. And um, 
Crystal, the, the woman who runs Sky Vault, she relays a message that the World Council of Science is very happy that they've uh, figured out this tornado problem. And uh, Dr. Trask <laughs> comes in, and she's all looking all nice. Wait for it. So, we can't <laughs> let this episode go by without Ace having his uh, sexual harassment panda moment. Oh, yeah. That Ace. Well, but Trask is, uh, she's definitely there looking for a date. But it ain't with Ace. Nope. So... So yeah, she basically ends up leaving with Max, and they have their own date. And didn't Ace say, is sad. Didn't they say something about with a person of our choosing or something? Or her uh -huh. choosing? Yeah. How did they word that? Because that sounded a little weird. I it almost said a person of their choosing. Well, it almost sounded like that. I don't remember. <laughs> I think it was something because... to that effect, or a person of her choosing. I don't know. I would hope it was a person of her choosing. Yeah. Yeah, if, uh, if it wasn't her choice, um, we, we ran into some weird issues here. Yeah. Which are more issues in 2020 than they were in, like, 1980-whatever this episode came out. <laughs> You're gonna go on a date, but it's on my terms. Yes, as as we know, um, the the eighties were a little weirder when it came to their uh, sexual yeah. harassment, as noted by um, Ace once again being sexual harassment panda all the time at the beginning of this episode. Yep, and at the end. Oh, dude, there are some characters that um would not fly in today's society ace would definitely be among them pepe le pew the rapist skunk peter vankman <laughs> good old peter vankman bro yo man peter vankman might be one of the worst offenders in 80s cartoons that man is always ready for action. Not just the ghosts. Ooh, buddy. Oh, dude. I'm pretty sure there was... Oh, dude. I'm sure there had to be episodes where Peter was involved with ghosts. Ooh. That I, I, don't think he, I don't think he... <laughs> I think most of them he didn't know it at the time. Oh, that that's one I, I'd I, have to... I, that's why I'd have to look into because I'm sh there's got to be an episode where he's involved, e even unknowingly, with a ghost. I imagine once he finds out, it, he's not that upset by it. Right. He's like, oh, well. Be like, oh, you have tentacles. All yeah. right. No judgment here. He does the weird stuff. Yep. Very Captain Kirkish. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, that goes that goes to the sixties and oh, oh yeah, oh boy, yeah, that kind of stuff just gets worse the further you go back in time. <laughs> man, <sighs> yeah, no, yeah, it's the sixties, the seventies, um, yeah, a lot of the media is not very woke. I believe is the term that the the cool kids are using today. 
Yeah, it's just that, you know, people talk about it more now than they did back then. And there's a lot more access to recording stuff. The, the so definitely, it's easier to point out. And like, definitely the jokes on the subject were a lot more acceptable back then. Oh, yeah. It's like, wow. How, how do we have so many characters that are really pouring on the sexual harassment? Yep, they did. It's like, wow. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, and uh, so our episode wraps up at that point, and then we get one of our a lovely 80s PSA safety thing about tornadoes. And not sexual harassment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think any of that. I don't uh, think that was ever addressed in in an eighties cartoon. Watch out for tornadoes, PSA. you sexy bitches! <laughs> oh man! Ooh man! But no, like I didn't think this episode was bad. No, it wasn't. There was a lot going on, but it yeah. was entertaining. Uh, definitely some good action. Um. So far, every time we've watched this series, an episode from this series, like the villains have been like over the top and just like, dude, these are especially Doc Terra, man. This is a guy you don't want to mess with. Yeah, you really don't. Like, so they far, keep it interesting. Yeah, dude. Like every time we've gotten to him, it's just like he's like, oh, there's a minor inconvenience in my way. Destroy everything. Um, what happened? There was a minor setback, sir. Fuck him up. He's like, Ugh, a bug landed on me. Destroy the whole city. <laughs> Self-destruct our laboratory now. We're leaving. <laughs> right? We're just going to go from this lab to the sub-lab that's like two miles below the ocean. <laughs> right. Blow this one up. I don't need it anymore. It's, it's collecting algae on the outside. Destroy this ship. Um. Going to another okay. ship. Yes. Kill everyone inside. Right? Where Where do these villains get all this money from? I know, right? Bro. Yeah, the government. To... I'm kidding. What government? Maybe. Latveria? <laughs> Are they working with Doctor Doom? Maybe. I mean, I'm not sure what uh, Doc Terror's money laundering scheme is. I mean, uh, I'm sure he's intelligent enough to keep the funds coming in. One way or another. I mean, stuff like Skeletor, I'm, I'm not sure Eternia has a monetary system. So... <laughs> they barter everything. Right. I mean, Cobra has extensive enterprises... Yeah, Cobra, now you know they know how to keep the money coming in, for sure. I mean, I mean that's the thing, like, Tomax and Zamot, they are your epitome, uh, they're the epitome of, like, sleazy 80s businessmen. Oh, yeah, and they make it work. Right? So, yeah, we know where Cobra's money goes. Straight through extensive enterprises. Yep. Dude, and even, and G.I. Joe even knows it. Like, there are times where they'll just go to extensive enterprises and just, like, barge into the twins' office just trying to get like, information oh, out of them. Jokes, right? It's like, you can leave now. 
pretty much, man. Like, there are several times where like they basically are like, um, sorry, here are the laws. Please abide by them. Right. There's like nothing they can do about it. Right. And it's just like, ugh. And that like particularly pisses Flint off. I feel like it's like almost every time they do it, like he's, he's like, the ugh. one leading the the team too. He just wants to bust it and just like beat the hell out of him, right? But he can't, not without probable cause, yeah, which no. I'm sure they know, but they can't necessarily prove. Flint, Flint is a very angry man for someone with the uh, the educational background he has. You know what he is. Because uh, according to his uh, file card, he's a Rhodes Scholar. Like, he's a very educated man. He's portrayed <laughs> oh, as just... Like, dude, like, literally, a Rhodes Scholar, and he's just portrayed as, like, this douchebag. I don't know what he's been through, but... Right. Sounds like enough. <laughs> like half the time, he's just angry because he's jealous that people even like look at Lady J. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, bro. Oh, there we go, Flint. Another example of a tox- <laughs> toxic masculinity in your '80s cartoons. Oh my god, the, the toxic dude. Look oh. at our girl. Oh, dude, I know there's an episode where they have to, like, help this spy out. And Flint, like, almost messes up the mission because of his jealousy. Oh, damn, really? Yeah. That sounds entertaining. Yeah. I have to go look for that one. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. But, yeah, dude... So many weird things, man. But overall, Centurions, man, gotta gotta admit, man, Doc Terror might be one of the best villains we've seen so far. This dude is, like, mostly prepared. He's got contingencies. It's just he's up against this, this small group that is just so highly trained that they eventually figure something out and honestly like if doc terror was the one inventing and using this machine probably would have had a better chance of succeeding with it instead of having to steal it Uh uh-huh honestly he probably should have just stolen it from the guy in the first place oh you know what that's true because he could have like controlled the thing from like the underwater base you know a couple miles down and destroyed everything he wanted to. Yeah. As they say, if you want something done right, do it yourself. That's true. And honestly, if he'd just done it himself, like just had hackers steal the thing and bring it to him, probably could have won. But in the classic 80s formula, somehow hacker has to mess that up. Uh-huh. Of course. Makes it entertaining. Man, uh, overall, uh, the Tornado of Terror, 
not a bad episode. Not at all. Got to see a lot of people suit up, and it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Even the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was left to be astray. Yeah. Poor Shadow. No respect. No respect, I tell you. <laughs> right. Oh, man. But uh, I think that'll do it for this episode, folks. Uh, of course, go to geekworldorder.com. Look us up on social media. And, of course, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave a review. Leave the that five-star rating for us. Leave the review. Um, just do everything you know. Please add to the algorithm and please make us more searchable and more findable. Because, obviously, the more reviews we get, the more we're going to... And the better the reviews, the quicker we're going to climb up the charts. And, of course, we want to be able to be found and make this podcast grow. Um, so yeah, if any of the major podcast providers were on Apple, Google, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff, man, uh, we'll see you next week. Love on us. <laughs>